0: Archivist Mara Bladesinger is missing. Uh, it had seemed a peaceful enough day um, last for last session. You guys had finished your way going through the crypts of Old Turval and searching for the cryptex of Queen Liaral Stardreamer. And after some dealing with the creepy cryptex ghost of Opheli Stardreamer and uh, Vilia's grandfather, the... Uh, the duke turns baelnorn lich um, Marikoth the Eternal. Uh, you guys did, in fact, manage to recover the Cryptex, with the reassurance that you wouldn't even have to worry about returning it, that was dealt with magically. But, after another night's stay in the Mothkeep, uh, you all essentially reached a point where you were able to present the Cryptex to the courts and, um, under the eyes of the small council, Eldari Bluehaven, Keldan, Star- uh, Keldan, and Vilia, and many of their other supporters on their respective sides, were able to confirm uh, Keldan's parentage. And while that doesn't seem to, while it's not necessarily always the outright truth of uh, the outright truth of the case, Duchess Vilia seemed to accept it and urged everyone to throw their support behind what she claimed or what she phrased as. The Crown Princess, uh, Keldan (sighs) Stardreamer. And so, it had seemed like an easy enough day, but then, as the meeting broke up, you're approached by, uh, temporarily disgraced and temporarily in a state of house arrest, uh, Wing Marshal Olaria Bladesinger, with a simple message. Her wife is missing. And that is where we're leaving off. However, slightly before we get to that another thing happened last session you all leveled up so i thought we'd just go around the table and uh just for your benefit for the records and mine uh just any new things to declare as you go and since we normally go down the list let's go up this time you know just for for fun times and also because brenna said she need to pick one last spell but um jarno artemis uh What what does level 8 look like for Mr. Artemis Arthur?
1: Oh, boy. Level 8 looks like this fancy man, this largely delicate, unused to having his hands dirty fellow, has been through it. Let's say that. He has been in the sauce, he's tasted the sauce, he's lived the sauce. As such, he has spent a lot of time in the thick of things. And he's adapted to casting magic, not on the stage, but on the battlefield. As such, he's become somewhat of a warcaster at level eight with his ASI.
0: Nice. All right. And then next up, we have Mr. Malor Nemo. What does level eight look like for you? Jeez.
2: Uh level eight does not look too much different for me, just a little bit stronger. Boost in strength. Uh, nothing much else changed.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's it's a it's an a ability score improvement level for all of you, I think, so you know. That's can be either very fun or very boring, depending on how you want it, how practical you want to be. But yeah. Got stronger. Yeah, we all appreciate our Buff barbarians, and so as we go up, Foza, anything to report?
3: Uh, nothing too crazy. I just bumped up dexterity and intelligence a bit to plus four and plus one, respectively.
0: Nice. And last but not least, uh, Miss Nemia Cinder. Uh, what does the Burning Songbird have to say?
4: Um, so I, uh, after getting kind of beat up a couple times and being kind of a pretty weak, um, Nemia, uh, got a shield, um, and she like, a uh, burned, did some wood burning into it. Um, so she's going to be carrying that around and I have to make myself a little bit stronger and roll 20. Um, and then, uh, yep. I just picked up, uh, another high-ish level spell. Nice.
0: And Constitution ASI as well, right?
4: Uh, exactly. Yeah, I did a Constitution, and then um, and then I'm yeah, I'm gonna need to add that to my AC. Okay, cool. Yeah,
0: I think I technically need to update Ember Stat Block for you, but well, hopefully, I think I think that's just a five hit point difference at this point, so hopefully it's nothing too crazy right now, and hopefully oh. that won't make the difference. But yeah, um. All that said, you are in the atrium of the Mothkeep. Uh Wing Marshal Alaria is currently being watched by two rather timid-looking guards who, you know, while their duty right now is to is to keep her uh under essentially house arrest. Um they're also <laughs> slightly terrified of her, like it doesn't take a very high passive insight to tell that. What are you all doing?
1: Oh my god, Alaria, what do we know?
0: Yes, uh, I do. she like sort of stops and she seems utterly frozen up and like she's having a pretty hard time expressing what exactly is going on. Um it, it's just she she went out to work yesterday and and she never came back. That's I can't I can't I can't do anything right now. I can't... I can't tell these jokers to do anything. I can't... I can't... I can't... I don't... Um, I...
1: I don't know how to narrate this properly, but I'm going to, like, almost go, like... Like, facing the same direction, but, like, by her side. Like, place... Like, take one of her hands in my hand, and just, like, watch this is happening.
0: Okay. I, has got, every, most of the guard, on, on duty with all the simple tensions between, between the two people, uh, the two factions. He's not, he's, saying it's not important, right now.
3: Don't worry, we'll find her.
0: I... Thank you. Can you. Count for us. I... I... I can't do anything right now. I can't do anything right now. <laughs> you
2: told us, and that's the best thing you can do right now. We're, we're going to help.
0: You've barely ever seen Alaria, just like, so much as show nervousness at anything right now, as she is, like, you know. As far as you're concerned, she's been this, like, hard-ass, like, you know, just would be more or less uh, in the right places, you know, the protagonist of a western or something, you know, just cool, confident, always knows what she's doing, but now she seems Utterly diminished and confused as to what the hell she's doing. Disoriented.
1: Alaria, we're going to do everything in our power. I don't care what Eldari says. This is important to us. No one is going to... I'm not... yeah, Artemis isn't going to finish his sentence. But, um, that's... We are... On this. Um, so Steely-Eyed, um He's gonna, like, look at the Guards and be, like (laughs) Kind of Very authoritatively Um Okay, make yourselves useful Tea, blanket, chair Make sure she is comfortable She stays put, please
0: Uh, right Yes, sir And the two guards, like, sort of usher her back as best they can and into what you presume is her, the the wing to which her quarters are in the moth keep
1: okay, the last the only leave we had is the act she was at work so unless you have any better ideas, I think we need to beeline to the archives right now
4: I think that's the right call Yes,
2: we'll I agree. find out if anyone's seen her there, what might have happened first, yes.
0: Okay. So, as you disperse uh, out into the, uh... Out, into, out from the Moth Keep, and out into the Silk Ward of the city, towards what you know to be Mara's, um place of work, the Woven Archives, where you guys, in fact, met. Um, you know, it takes a bit of time. You're cutting through a few miles, and so, you know, it's not exactly the fastest, but, you know, it's a little before noon by the time you get there. It's quiet. It's the same brownstone building as you've seen before.
1: Okay, um, yes, um... I will head on in.
0: Okay. As you enter, it seems much the same as it has been when you previously saw it. Um, you know. Uh, just the many rows of books. Not very, not not particularly occupied. Um, but, you know, the same. quiet, wrestling of pages as a few of the various patrons of the Woven Archives, you know, search for their various documents, and the various librarians come and help with it. And you see one of the archivists, Archivist Juniper. Um, you've, you've seen her before, she's this essentially snooty-looking high elf, or not high elf, wood elf with um, sort of pinkish-purplish hair. Right, can I help you? Oh, wait, I've seen you before you yeah, here to continue your research, then? No, Unfortunately, not at this time. We're here to ask
3: you a couple of questions, if that's all right.
0: Yes, but keep it down, keep it down. It is a library. Or do you prefer to speak to Head Archivist Brioche? Uh,
3: does he speak with Archivist Mora often?
0: I mean, is this is this about Archivist Bladesinger? She, she isn't in today. I don't know what happened. I thought she would have called in or.
3: You haven't seen her at all.
0: No.
4: Does she have a uh, office or a desk anywhere? Maybe she uh, left a note that we could check out. She, I think she was expecting us.
0: She was expecting.
4: And I'm yeah. How are you-
0: Yeah, she thinks about. Uh, look, are me. Actually, give me a deception check as uh, archivist Juniper just sort of thinks about it.
4: Um, deception. So she says. Okay,
0: as uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, okay. Look. You can't tell her that I'm letting you into her study, but, you know, she's not here, then I can't get in trouble for this, right?
4: We won't tell. Yeah,
0: yeah, I won't. Right. We won't tell. We won't tell. So she leads you uh, up to the second floor of the building and to one of the quiet study rooms. Actually, it's looking at it again. It's actually the exact same room that you guys first met in. Uh, And she opens it for you. Right. So, this is Archivist Mara's study. Uh, she normally uh, keeps it open, but locked it down last night. Um, right. I don't know. I I worry about her some, sometimes a bit. Um, yeah, just please don't take anything, okay? No, not without checking with me or Head Archivist Brioche or someone. Okay. Go
4: ahead. Yeah, More than fair.
2: Uh, after she locked up her office, you said, did, did you see her leave the archive?
4: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She, uh, she, uh, this seemed like a perfectly normal exit. She, well, she left it slightly early, I think, but that was about it.
1: Uh, how did she seem when she was leaving? Um... I know this may sound odd, but was she particularly flustered or was it a run of the mill exit?
0: She seemed perfectly like she was expecting to do this. Ah, perfectly normal. Is this. is she alright?
1: That's what we're trying to find out. We don't want to cause a particular alarm or panic, but anything amiss from her daily routine yesterday, any odd visitors, or anything at all that seemed unusual.
0: No, no, she'd been working on some project, but I, I I can't say much about it at this point, so that was something she was hoping to get for hoping to present in the coming days, I understand, but, you know, we knew what she was about, and you know, she worked best, she had a bit of time to herself.
1: Okay. Well, thank you. Um, we'll be in touch with you if there's anything, um, anything at all.
0: Right. Please just be careful. This isn't, this isn't my study, so. She just sort of like gesticulates wildly and then backs out of the room.
2: Matt Mallor's gonna start looking around, seeing if any kind of research was left out on the desk that would lead them to anything.
0: Yeah, so you've been in this room before, and basically there are what look to be a few small- t- a few smallish tables, um, where you might meet something, but also, um, you'd only really- you'd only really casually seen this, um, at the time, but there's a desk, uh, pushed up on one end of the wall, um, with a simple chair and a quill before it, so- There are quite a few notes and also quite a few books, uh, stacked either on the desk or an adjoining uh, little cart nearby. Uh...
3: Would I see any books relating to anything that we've been... ...doing in the last couple of days? Anything that's, like, tied to cults or anything like that?
0: Uh, can you elaborate on, like, cults in general?
3: Uh. What was the name of the cult that we suspect is behind.
1: Cult of a Shattered Lord?
0: Yeah. Okay. So, um. One thing you notice, it. or Thumbing through it, it doesn't appear to be related to that. Um. The most notable thing you can find related to that is essentially a book on. like, the old pantheon. Because basically. A lot of the gods essentially declined in prominence uh towards the end of the sec or towards the middle and end of the second age um so they're now known as the old gods and what we would know as the dawn war pantheon from the outside world so for example um uh the raven queen um you know sehanine um uh zaheer that kind of thing all Old gods of varying types, who have all declined in power and prominence since the start of the uh, since the start of or the since the middle of the second age. Um, Tharizdun is, depending on who you ask, maybe classified on on the old gods. And I bring this up because um, the shattered lord, or however you want to call Dune, uh is um, mentioned in one of the books that Mara has uh, open. Uh, or, sorry, uh, on her little carts. Um, basically just, but basically it's pertaining to all of the, um, Old God Pantheon. Right.
3: So nothing super specific, just more general stuff. All right. Uh,
0: can you give me... Uh, can you give me an investigation check? Like, just in general. Like, all of you.
1: Okay. Um, I guess if anything crosses my mind, um, Artemis would be trying to look at, um, uh, what's the word looking for, like, to-do lists, um, like, like, itineraries, um, like, places to go to be, um, yeah.
4: Okay.
0: So, shuffling through, uh, one thing you find uh, that's sort of like, um, Foza... You find this tucked into the sheaf of the uh, book on religion, on the uh, old gods, is a note from Euterpe. It's actually the exact same sort of. It's it's very similar to the notes that Nemia got several sessions ago. Um, it's from Euterpe, um, and it says basically the same thing that as a note that you have um, namely, um, from the office of Lady Euterpe Lion Seeker, uh, Turval Silk Guild hello my dear, just writing you a short note to know what became of the blade uh, it, I had some ke- people come by and identify it and they believe it to be a third age item created in devotion to the old god Torog I will be shipping it off to research to a researcher in Drew's blah 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 that kind of thing, you all have this you guys got basically this exact same note from Euterpe um, mm-hmm. about I think four sessions ago
1: thereabouts
4: mm-hmm. yep the yeah. duck right yeah, uh,
0: the only thing that's really different is that she doesn't have this specific offer to, um, essentially, do what you now know was essentially an offer for private military contracting. It was just, um, it's just praising her for her work and thanking her and just hoping, similarly, hoping to maintain a professional relationship.
1: Okay, makes sense.
0: Artemis. Uh, Since you got the next highest investigation, I'll say this: you notice the book has been sort of creased as if open, and it's specifically cre- uh, it's spe- specifically opens to the page of Torog, the old god.
1: Okay, Torog, the old god. Hmm. Let me see. Uh, yeah, no, I'll definitely uh, mention that out loud, uh, in case you know, others pe- are. Uh in tune with the, um, older religions. I don't know how much we would know, um, off the street. Or actually, what even the page would say, but, yeah, true.
0: I don't know. Like, is there... I, I guess just describe to me what exactly you'd be interested in doing with that information, or any specific knowledge gaps you'd like me to fill as you try to investigate. Because part of the factor here might be, uh... Part of the factor here might be time, so, like, what do you know versus how long you take figuring it out could well come into play, depending on how you want to do this.
1: Uh, fair enough. Um, I guess Torog, if there's anything about alignment, uh, what they stand for, what their role might have been, um, just kind of, yeah, like, skimming down uh, what the page is, uh, something, yeah, yeah, whatever, like, core points of the page.
0: Okay. So people with a passive religion or a religion modifier of like 14 or above uh, would know this to some extent. Uh, Torog was uh, the old uh, law or I believe chaotic evil, uh, God of slavers, um, things that crawl and overall maliciousness, right? Um, and so basically, not a nice dude right and scrolling down the page you can see specifically uh a um description of um uh, a, a description of um his specific plane of i believe Ge- or i believe hades sorry i think neutral evil is technically the correct alignment for torog but you know overall not a nice deity
1: well that's deeply concerning um, is there anything that associates with him with any other deities?
0: Um, so basically there was like many of the other like pa- uh, many of the pantheons that you would have been or many of the other versions of this that you'd be familiar with there was essentially a Dawn War, known as the Great Planar War in my particular world, where the gods fought against each other, right? And so, loosely speaking, the pantheon, the large pantheon split in two, where people mostly north of neutral sided on one side, people mostly south of neutral um, sided the other, and the gods fought each other, the mostly good side won, uh, partly championed by a uh, an angelic general. Forged from the Heart of a Star uh, by Pelor and Morrigan. But, um, yeah, so Torog is associated with several of the other more evil gods of the of the old gods, you know. Uh, such as, like, uh, let's see, let me run through my religion um, stuff real quick. Uh, so, um, such as uh, Tiamat, the goddess of wealth, greed and vengeance, uh Vecna, the god of evil secrets, Zaheer, god of darkness and poison, Lolf, the goddess of spiders and lies. That kind of thing. Those were that those they were all same faction, you know. a bit unsavory.
1: You know, the, the mean girl, posse.
0: Yeah, if you want if you wanna reduce it to a cosmic mean girl, yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I will not. I'll I'll give Torg the due diligence. Um but okay.
0: Yeah, give me a religion check. Two people.
1: I should not be one of those two. I should be.
4: Uh damn maybe it! be me too. Religion. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: <gasps> gang, gang.
4: Well, at least we shared our knowledge. Apparently, already. <laughs> so, doesn't
0: quite come to you why mara would have this open and also her note from Euterpe. uh searching around uh let's go even further down the investigation roster Mallor, searching further around the room you find the old sheets uh in which you um had um previously held the blade and the uh writing that was ser- sort of burned into it as you brought it back uh, let's see. Uh, where am I? Looking further at the collected books, what you see are the collected works of philosopher Bellarian, um, and some further notes that specifically pertain, that also pertain to the philosopher Bellarian.
2: And we know that Balerian had the inscription that was on the sword in the first place. Yeah, So we would be led to believe that as she's researching the sword and their inscription on it, she has found these other works of blaring and trying to figure out why this sword is made or what the sword is for.
3: Yeah.
4: (sighs) I sure hope she didn't learn too much and that's part of why she has disappeared.
2: Uh, Is there any church... That Belarian belonged to Interval, or perhaps some kind of museum to Zariel. That Belarion would—I well, can't. Bularian would be a part of something that she might have been investigating. That I would know of.
0: So you don't. Let's see. Your his, passive history is pretty good, actually. Um, falls sort of under history slash religion. I don't. I don't. Let's go benefit of the doubt here. Um, thinking about it and supplementing it with what, uh, with what's, um, uh, with what's um, Mara found. Um, I'm se- essentially saying you're shuffling through Mara's notes, but you're using your his- history proficiency to essentially help you make your way make your way through her notes in an organized fashion. Um, you specifically go through them and you find essentially that um, Belerian So Belerion was towards the end of the second age, start of the third. Um, so, this was sort of when the worship of Zeriel was really starting to become a major thing. Um, and is actually noted that he was a friend, or that he essentially was a worshipper of the celestial gods and of the High Marshal, and a friend of Saint Kiara uh, during her mortal life. So. You sit here. I'm going to say it's taken maybe a little over an hour to do this. Um.
1: Okay. So just to recap, Foza, Foza found the note from Utobe, Artemis found the creased page book, and Malar found the sheaf of the sword, and you know, the associated stuff.
4: Yeah. And then yeah, looking out the door. Keeping watch. And yeah, they lied her way in here. Uh, yeah. Keeping watch. I don't really see
3: that any of this has anything to do with her disappearance. I kind of feel like we're wasting our time a bit here. We could be out there questioning people along her travel path or something.
1: Yes. I do suspect it has something to do with her disappearance, but it's not... not her location right now perhaps we should look for tracks and signs of struggle um, outside the building and nearby
4: I think we found everything we can here our way out trying to not make sure it's not disturbed at all so the other person doesn't get in trouble yeah
0: all right cool any people you want to talk to or other uh, info you want to pull while you're, while you're at the archives it's good to
2: pet archives see if they have any something specific Mara was research might have
1: gotten her into trouble. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
1: think that's wise.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's easy enough to locate uh, the... You've seen this man before, uh, head archivist Brioche, who's this, like, sort of... He's a halfling, you know, short, very pompous-looking. Like, almost every archivist in here looks pompous-looking, so maybe I should stop using that to describe them. But, you know, he walks <laughs> around with an air of great importance, and as you... Uh, and just acknowledges you, looking down at you as much as he possibly can with his relatively lo- lower height. Just waits to be addressed.
4: Hello, head archivist. Um, how are you doing today? Sorry to disturb you. I'm fine.
0: Uh, now, what topic are we researching today? Can I get you anything? Um,
2: we are researching the yeah. Disappearance of archivist Mara Bladesinger
0: Ah I had assumed she was just sick today
4: Well Out I with guess. it what, what do you mean <laughs> for me uh, We were wondering uh, what uh, If you saw her potentially leave here To hurry or she mentioned If she was going anywhere
0: well, she had mentioned going to, uh, uh, mentioned going to stop by, uh, Lady Seeker's estate to drop off a note of some kind, and then perhaps making her way out, uh, I think, to the Highwall District. Um, really, she asked for the day off, and, you know, she's normally a very good worker, so I figured I saw fit to give it to her.
4: Oh, great. There must have been some miscommunication because I, we thought we were gonna meet her here, but, uh, we must have messed, crossed wires and uh, messed up the location. Uh, thank you for your time and sorry to bother you. And I kind of, like, just start walking out the door as soon as possible. He just, like, harumphs the loudest harumph as you leave. mm <laughs> well, like, as oh, was walking by amazing. kind of, kind of whisper being like, uh, a... so, I think, um, We should definitely check out Lady Uterpy if uh, Mara had scheduled the day off.
3: Yes, that sounds like a good place to start. That's somewhere she said she was going to be. Oh
1: yes,
4: but I did not. uh, From my. Last the interaction with uh, Lady Uterpie, I didn't necessarily get uh, the best intentions from her, so I'm not sure we should necessarily lead with a uh, the uh, Mara's missing persons. I think we should potentially lead uh, with a, a lighter topic than that and kind of gauge from there.
1: Yes, and uh, not not too accusatory as we try and figure things out.
4: Exactly, exactly, especially because I feel like she. Uh, might give me a bit of a, a, like, an ear in, so hopefully we can use that to find Mara. Alright. So, it takes a bit of
0: asking around town. You don't know where exactly the, um, you don't know uh, where she is uh, located, but it's also not very hard to track down head of the most prestigious guild in the city. So it is. That's maybe... You know, maybe an hour later, you find yourself here. You guys are on the main map, right? Yes. Lionseeker Estates. It's this this utterly opulent thing. Uh, You can see, you know, just roaring lions, uh, lightly gilded, or hopefully not solid gold. Uh, just on the thing. It's almost slightly gaudy, but there are, you know, there's a small hedges leading in, and, you know, it looks to be one of the most wealthy buildings you've seen in the city, or one of the most opulent buildings you've seen in the city, other than the castle itself, you know. It's number 11 on the map as well, by the way. I think it's technically the last building you've, uh, the last building that's not a farm, um, on here. Uh, on the uh, numbered map handout.
4: Cool. Okay. Um, as I'm walking in, I kind of brush off my jacket and try to straighten up a little bit.
1: Oh, um, if we did do a c- cursory glance around the um the back of the archives, did anything seem off, like? or on October or scratches or anything out of an uh, uh, all?
0: uh me a, uh two people give me a survival check uh. okay uh. Yeah, i got a to i got a I
1: don't know. who
0: else wants to try to roll a survival check Okay. So, Foza and Artemis, you spend some time poking around the grounds of the Woven Archives. You don't see any obvious signs of a struggle. Um, like, the it's, it's a city, right? So there's not really um, any particular tracks are just going to get lost in the sheer volume of things that are, and, or, well, they'll mostly just lead towards the uh, Silken Road, which will just lead you further into the city. Um, so, like, as to that, no. Um, you feel fairly confident that you don't see signs of a struggle, at least within proximity of the, um, of the Silk War, or of the, uh, Woven Archives?
1: Okay, that's, that bodes... I don't can't say it bodes well, but it's something.
0: So, Lion seeker estates, big opulent hedge hedge fences um, you know even this far in the city. one of the biggest buildings you've seen other than actual legitimate well, other than just built outright uh, business buildings such as the various lepidopteriums that you've walked past. but
4: so I guess I walk up and approach. Whatever, like, footman I'm assuming is there or something. Whatever guard or something. You do see a couple people sort of, like,
0: walking around the grounds and peeking out of the hedges at you. But mostly just looking and then seeing that you don't seem to be doing something untoward. Just casually moving away with an cautious occasional glance in your direction. But you knock on the door and after a bit... You're greeted by what looks to be a smallish um, goblin. It
4: says, Ah, hello there. What can I do for you? Hi there. I'm uh, Nemia. I'm a patron of your uh, ladies, and I was wondering if I could come in to chat with her. Um, I let her know that I would be stopping by, but she knows my schedule is crazy, so this is a crazy time. Ah, I say.
0: This is a most bald-faced lie, and he sort of like pulls out a small pad of paper. I have the lady's full schedule here, and this is utterly a disgrace. She can't possibly. And then you hear from the back of the, um, from the back of the room, Porco, please just let them in. And he just sort of cowers and says, "Right, right, Lady Lion Seeker," and he just, uh, takes the pad of paper, um, puts a small quill away crosses some things out, or, sorry, pulls out a small quill and crosses some things out, and then just makes himself scarce. Uh, You're brought into this very opulent living room, what it looks to be. It's got, like, you know, uh, this very large fireplace, which is currently burning just a low, low fire, just a, you know, just a mostly, you assume, acting as decoration, but, you know, a few a few sconces casting lights all around the room but even then the day is still young so they're not really doing a whole lot in and of themselves but you see you know large rugs of every kind uh some of them you know just jagged like red um carpets a few of them animal but many many of them silk and you see in frames all across the walls just like Uh, What looked to be like little framed squares of silks of various colors and grades and everything. And on a very large couch, um, sort of rounds and looking uncomfortable without a back, uh, but facing a small table. Sitting there is Lady Euterpe Seeker. She says, my dears, to what do I owe this unexpected pleasure?
1: Ah, lady, it's... Good to see you. I wish we were here under more relaxed circumstances. We're trying to take care of some matters with Archivist Mara, but there was a bit of a miscommunication. Our expectations were that she'd be at work today, but apparently she had a point of view.
0: She had a... What what do you mean by that?
1: Oh, is that... Wait, is that Eva asking me, or Lady asking me?
0: Uh, you t- So... Euterpe is... Yeah, you, I guess Euterpe is asking... Wait, sorry. Oh, god. Man, I mixed some things up. Um, well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but she didn't actually have anything scheduled for me today.
4: Not today, at least. Ah uh, interesting. Uh, I was curious to learn more about the uh, sword uh, with so much craziness going on in the turval with the whole uh, succession and and such. we didn't really get a chance to loop back to that. And so I was wondering uh, if you had any more info. My goodness, yes, the succession crisis really, truly impressive that it precipitated in
0: such a you know unexpectedly peaceful thing. I, of course, would have pushed for the abolishment of divine rights and just, you know, merit-based democracy and stuff. You know, some very interesting philosophy there, but, hmm, I guess it's not to be. Another generation or two, maybe. You know, we'll see if I can get my hooks around, uh, new Queen Keldan and see if she's intimate or amiable, I guess would be the word. And to that kind of thing.
4: But you know, well, if uh, your plan has merits, maybe we can help you with that uh, introduction as well. Yes. Well, I hear, uh, I hear it's working out quite well with the
0: uh, gnomes and Surdol. But that's bes- that's beside the point. You said Mara was. You said you thought Mara was coming here.
1: Ah uh, yes, yes we did. Um, but if you haven't seen her. Then I suppose we, um. We'll probably continue our, uh. tracking, so to speak.
0: Unfortunately, not. I thought I'd washed my hands of all this business. Sort of twitches her mouth a little.
1: Do do we think. I uh, won't. Well, do, does she seem, um. like. genuine in having not seen Mara today? Uh. Make me an insight check. Yeah, I'm
3: also looking to see if she seems a bit jumpy at all.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, Foza, you can tell she's guarding her words carefully. Um, it's like, well, she's not necessarily. She's maybe a good enough liar, and like you, you assume as a like sort of politician type in her own right. She might be a good enough liar that you're not getting the full truth out of, or that you're, like, she's hard to read. But you can also tell, she's not, she's, her words are carefully guarded, as if she's not telling you absolutely everything she knows.
4: Um, so, I was curious, um, because this whole uh, succession thing has kind of worked out, I was wondering what, uh, that, uh, position you had for, a uh, sm- small, uh, uh, work? Ah, uh, Yes.
0: Private contracting. Mm. Well, perhaps we'll have to see. I guess the crisis will spin or won't quite spin out as much as we'd hoped. So, you know, corporate structure being what it is, we may not be able to make as many inroads as we'd hoped. But, you know, if the city does go to all hell, uh, we might have... There is definitely a place for you always, Nemia. She just smiles. Well, I appreciate that. Believe me, I would pay greatly to have any of you on my payroll. You're all very capable and talented adventurers in your own rights, and you deserve to be recognized as such.
2: Yes, yes, uh, of course. Um, are, are you sure Mara hasn't reached out to you, uh, especially after you sent that note about the sword? Uh, she seemed really interested in wanting to know a little more about it. Cheap
0: which is, and she calls out, "Porco!" And the, uh, small goblin fellow who comes back is like, Uh, yes, yeah, y- yes, Lady Lion Seeker. Uh, anything come in from Archivist Bladesinger yesterday, our mutual friend? Oh, and the, uh, Parker says, Oh, yes, yes, actually, um, sorry, uh, I was filing this, and it got a bit ahead of my, uh, a, a bit ahead of my schedule, um, Here, uh, we do in fact have a note from her, Uh, she was in fact, she she was trying to set something up, but um, you know, uh, things being as crazy as they were, we haven't really had much time. So I will put the notes in chat, as well as reading out the text to you guys, Um, um, but what it reads is this, um, Hello, Lady Uterpy. Sorry to bo- so sorry to bother you, but could I arrange a meeting with you sometime soon? I believe I noticed a possible t- error in your team's investigation on the blade, and would like to get in t- touch with your researcher out in Drusegate, if possible. I understand you are a busy woman, but this is important, so it's properly cataloged. Hope everything is well. I know Porco is reading this as well, so hello to you too. Hope you're having a nice mm-hmm. day, Mara B.
2: Hmm. And uh, how long ago was that note received?
0: Oh, I I just received this yesterday. I was looking to set things up, but you know, Lady Lionseeker is uh, she has to you know run a guild, so you know it takes it takes much time. You understand?
4: Oh, uh, yes, yes, of course. I hardly ever check my mail, so.
3: Does he seem to be telling the truth about that? That he tried to do it, but he couldn't get to it.
0: Um. I mean, you can insight, but I will. You can, you can try insight, but I will. What I will say is, it, the alibi of like, uh, of like, of uterpy just generally being full, swamped, full of, of mail is, you know, sensible in the broadest sense. So,
3: and yeah, I'm just trying to be thorough, is all.
4: Yeah. Pork is a real one. <laughs> yeah, no
0: pork. I mean, he seems he it's, it's like it's not exactly super easy to get a read on him, but you know, you feel pretty confident that you know, you at least rung him through all he kn- he knows about Mara. So you know.
4: Um. So I guess I turn to a. Uh uh, Lady Turpy, and say, um, so, uh, could you tell me more about these, uh, uh, people who had looking at the sword? I wonder what this possible error could have been.
0: I'm not entirely sure myself. Um, I had had initially attempted to make contact with the Mage's Guild, but, um, High Mage Alnir had said her guy was out of town, so, you know, uh, so sorry, by the way, uh, Mr. Nemo, I understand you were with the Mages' Guild. So sorry, by the way, that's, uh, to hear about the passing of High Mage Tiber, but I digress. Um, in any case, um, yes, I, I understand her guy, uh, this, uh, Rilkes fellow, was out of town at the time, so had to make do with some, you know, sort of second-grade mages that's, um, you know, are mostly traveling in on their own from Drew's Gates.
4: So um i was wondering uh where the uh, sword is now uh, i kind of forget out of character where I um, we knew that. so
0: by her by her note uh, that she sent you like five sessions ago Got she'd it. sent it out to drew's mm-hmm. gates oh yeah which is okay, cool. west of which is west and in fact outside of the southern concord it's in a cool, cool. it's still on the same continents of eshel but it's uh, across the mountain range that divides the continent into that's known as the Drake Spine. And Dru's is the, roughly speaking, the capital, or, yeah, the, the capital of the Free West, which is the western power of Eshel.
3: Hmm. <sighs> uh, question. Yep. As we continue to question Eutertebe about the sword, does he seem to be getting, like, more tense about it? Uh... Like, does, does Euterpe
0: she... seem to be getting more tense, or does Porco appear to be getting more tense?
3: Uh, Euterpe. Does she seem to be, like, getting, like, more stressed as we talk about the sword?
0: It's, she seems a little agitated as you're asking about this, although it's hard to tell whether it's, like, you know, like some sort of guilt or whatever, or just, I, I'm a very busy person with a lot of time, you know, or with without a lot of time. Like, I'm just trying to put on a polite face um, as much as I can for these people. So, what are your thoughts?
2: So just thinking out loud, going down what we know. Uh, She was last seen after work, well, leaving work last night. Uh, She left early. She asked for today off. Uh, she did not received... ask for the
0: day off. She asked, for, or she asked for to leave early.
2: Okay, she asked to leave, um, and then she had a note sent here or brought it here herself. Not really quite sure on the details. A few days ago, yesterday, uh, but she never returned home to Ilaria, and she didn't return to work today. So the last place we can place her is at work or possibly here.
0: Yeah, and she did uh, have notes saying, or she did have something saying, or speculating about going to the Highwall District.
3: I think maybe we should head off to the Highwall District. I don't think there's much else we can get from here.
4: I think that might be it too. Okay. So well,
2: Lady Uterpian Porco, please let us know if you hear anything from Ara. Uh we really like to find her again.
0: As would we. We don't want to, you know. She's a lovely lady and hopefully nothing too bad will happen to her wherever she is.
4: Thank you, my lady, and hopefully I'll be seeing you soon.
0: She graciously escorts you out to the door, which Porco gently closes behind you. You leave the estate and begin making your way to the Highwall district or anything else you want to do while you're in this neck of the town.
4: Probably just go to Highwall for me. trying to find Mara. Nothing
3: to do right now. Are we just going to question the general
0: people in the Highwall District. Um, and the Mages Guild is up there too, right? The Mages Guild is indeed in, um, uh, in the, um, uh, in the Highwall District. Um, Euterpe had just mentioned it actually, uh, in relation to the Blade, um, saying that there was a person who wasn't in the city at the time by the name of Rilkis.
4: Um. Yeah, Rilkis. Let's, uh... Let's go see... check on Rilkis. See if he knows anything that we could ask him about. Okay. Especially because we have the, uh... We know the inscription and such. Okay. As the day
0: presses onwards, it's maybe... Um, you know... Uh... You, uh, it's maybe another hour, like three, three thirty. By the time you uh, start, find yourself crossing Silverton Square, uh, you look and you see it's a lot calmer than it has been. Perhaps the news of the goings-on in the peace conference has disseminated, and people here th- there's a much less tension in the air. And so you just walk through, uh, paying your ever presence or. Uh, glancing, as always, the statue of Saint Kiara the Branded, uh, where, uh, with her horse, or sorry, mounted on her horse and wielding her mighty blade Durnwyn, um, just up above Silverton Square, watching, ever vigilant. But, pass through, it's peaceful. Uh, it's another hour yet, maybe, or well, a little under an hour, it's maybe uh, 415, uh, by the time you reach the Mages' Guild, as it were, it's been peaceful all the way here. Uh, the Ma- of uh, the, uh, Wheels' Refuge, none of the violence that you'd seen previous- uh, a few days previously, uh, uh, Foza. Really all just quiet. Almost relatively too quiet, as you've seen in the city recently.
3: Alright, Maybe we should break off. I want to maybe question some of the people around here to see if they've seen her around at all. And then maybe you all can go and question people at the Mages Guild.
4: Sure. I'll back you up more.
0: Right. Artemis has to be a little offline right now, so we're splitting the party.
4: Uh, think so. Foza could potentially go first, so that we can wait for Artemis. Maybe. Okay. Foza
0: Uh, I guess. So if you're cer- you're searching the ground, that's the intention here.
3: Not exactly. What I intend to do instead is I'm going to go find a fairly secluded spot. Okay. Away from people. And I'm going to... Take a brief breath and think out... Yastrana. We need to talk. I know you're there.
0: There's a sort of crackling in your mind as the source. Well, that was weird. Couldn't talk for a few minutes. Hot minute there until you invited me back in now. Lovely. What do you want? Goody two shoes. Boring.
3: I require your expertise in kidnapping.
0: Kidnapping? Oh, I see you're finally getting interesting. Okay, what makes you think that I would know anything about that?
3: Well, I would have to assume that your terrible experiments that you've done had to have been done on live subjects that you no know, doubt have had to subdue yourself. Am I wrong?
0: You're not wrong, but also, you know, sometimes you just have second story men, sometimes you work your way up to get minions. You really don't know how crime works, do you?
3: Unfortunately, I am not a hardened criminal like you are. But since you are a wellspring of information, I would like to tap into you to help me in this endeavor.
0: Okay. Is there so, mechan- Oh, sorry, I should ask. Is uh, there mechanically anything you're trying to do? Is this a Whispers of the Dead thing, or? Uh... Mechanically,
3: what would like kind of give me like knowledge? What proficiency would give me sort of like more knowledge on like kidnapping and stuff? Would that be like history proficiency?
0: Man, uh, I think history would probably get you closest there, yeah.
3: All right. yeah, I will spend the hours short resting and changing my proficiency to history.
0: Okay. Cool. You sit sit here, you have this conversation with yourself. That's fun. So, if you want to, with this uh, proficiency, try to... Yeah. Roll me a, a history check, just to See if you have any particular insights on, like, the historical kidnappings, the way you might kidnap people. I don't know, this is... It's a bit weird, there's no, like, kidnapping proficiency in, in D&D.
4: Exception like maybe, be... yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, it's weird. Exception in acrobatics? Oh no! Uh,
3: there we are.
0: Uh, not seeing it going through. Yeah, sorry, I was just, okay. uh... it's yeah. uh, Damn it. Is this including... Oh, did you Whispers of the Dead this? Oh yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? Oof. Yeah. You think, but as the voice in your head uh, had said, you know, there's not too, too much, um, that you can think of. Nor can your past life tell you too much Useful, specifically in the context of kidnapping people. But, uh, if there's anything else you'd like to do, speak now or forever hold your peace. We can stop having a bit of awkward silence.
4: <laughs>
0: oh,
3: yeah, that's uh, gonna, gonna be all from me.
0: Okay. Now. Maller, as you approach the Mage Guild's, or, yeah, the Mage Guild's, like... what you know to be its entranceway. It's like, uh, it's short-range teleportation platform. The panel opens up, and there's this, like, uh... Essentially, what you see, rather than any of the mages you know, there appears to be this, like, giant's greenish mask. And it says, Ah, greetings, I am Zots the Great and Powerful. Welcome, welcome to the Mages Guild. And, um... Yes, I'm I'm very important, I'm very important, so we here at the Mage's Guild hope you have a nice day. What can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you?
2: Uh, Malor already believing this to be a prank, but deciding that it's better that they don't know that I think that will humor them and say, uh, well, we'd like to come in and ask a few questions to some old friends, you know?
0: Zoth the Great and Powerful accepts this. And, uh, maller you feel the folding of space as, like, you, you what you know to be the teleportation device is, uh, activated, and are you going to try to resist this, or are you just gonna let it take you?
2: I'm gonna let Zot do what Zot wants.
0: <laughs> um, alright. Yeah, there's a whole... <laughs> maller suddenly disappears. I mean, it's not as unexpected as, uh, Artemis and Nemi would think, cause, like, you know, he's... You kind of know this is a teleportation platform, but, you know, normally they wait for consent before moving people. And, uh, standing before you and working the panel is this very, uh, familiar short-haired, what looks to be a wood elf, or, well, medium-length hair, you know, I don't know, sort of like this, uh, Jim Hawkins from Treasure Planets, specifically, <laughs> um, uh, you know, look with his hair, you know, short ponytail. So it looks nice. Oh my gosh, Maller, Maller! Oh well, I guess that didn't work, did it? You think they'll, you think they'll take it? You think that, you think they'll fall for it?
2: Uh, what exactly are they going to fall for? And
0: I mean, mm-hmm. Zod, the great and powerful, he just like waves, his face, and, or he waves like the staff, and he's like, oh come on, and he just like he poofs and there's a shimmering as the giant green mask appears for it really oh man just sort of slams the staff and the illusion dissolves um you you uh you on the ground floor watching through the panel you can see this and you're just you can see uh, the um the uh, green talking mask thing uh devolves into um you know a um into this uh elf fellow, you know, so... It it probably ruins whatever surprise there was, is what I'm trying to say.
2: I mean, Zot isn't the most common name. If you were gonna try to prank someone, you should pick something a little more exotic, or...
0: No, but I'm Zot! I'm great, I'm powerful, I'm a being of total incomprehensible power, come on! Um, alright, Mage's Guild, how can we help- um, how can we help you, and... Um, he turns to Artemis and Nemia on the ground. I'm assuming you just let him teleport you guys up?
4: Uh, yeah. Right.
0: You, he zaps you guys, uh, Nemia, you and Artemis up. Uh, you are met with um, this, fe- this same fellow. Um, you know, very blue palette to it all. You know, uh, sort of te- um, tealish coats, uh, sort of light uh, sky green... Or, uh, I can't speak. Sky blue belts with uh, a component pouch and spellbook hanging down. Bit of gold or coppery trim and piercing blue eyes. Uh, and as he points at you with the staff says, Alright, what can I do for you all today? Uh, you gonna introduce me, Malar, or are you just are you just gonna stand
4: there?
2: Uh, I like standing, uh, but oh, this fine. here is a great old friend of mine. This is Dorfear Riffus. He's Harmless, I think. uh, Or at least he was last time I saw him.
0: Last time I saw him? Oh my god. Okay, I see how that is. I see how that is, Mr. Incompetent Mage. Uh, I'll wink at him. uh, Well, it's a pleasure to meet uh, Mr. Malarnemo's companions. Uh, Who may I have the pleasure of meeting?
4: I'm uh, Nemea Cinder. Okay.
0: And Artemis is unfortunately still in <laughs> the... Man, hope he's okay. Well... What can we do for you?
2: Well, we're looking into someone who might have been here last night. Uh, have you seen Archivist Mara Bladesinger? Or do you know who might have?
0: Oh my gosh, Archivist Bladesinger! Yeah, she was here to see me yesterday. She's a... Uh, uh, Lovely, lovely lady, right? Some human, like all this sort of gold jewelry, that kind of thing, you know, uh, jangles everywhere she walks. But super nice, right? Super nice, super nervous, uh, that, that kind of thing. That kind of thing, right? Uh, yeah, he sort yeah, of that's Waves her. a staff. And, yeah, he, st- he waves a staff and like briefly actually uh, disguises himself to look like Mara. But then, like the uh, as you confirm it, he just waves it again and uh, it all just poofs away in a sm- in, uh, shower of smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw her here yesterday. She was, she was nice. She was, we were having this discussion about this, uh, sword that was going on. What's up with that? You know?
2: Um, the sword with the inscription of, uh, what was it? Valerian, right?
0: Uh, Valerian, yeah. Philosopher guy, right? Sorry, that's not really my area. My wheelhouse is more hers, but, you know. Um, you know, yeah. Um. Well... Well, oh, what exactly
2: was she looking for? Oh, what did you tell her, I guess?
0: Well, uh. Hmm. You, you know what? Come to my. Well, I guess it's. I, I guess it's technically my study because all the other apprentices are either graduated or blew, up, blew themselves up, or are not here anymore. But you know, m- my, my study. Here, now. I and mean, he sort of takes you deeper into the tower. Um
2: right. uh a little bit concerned we're walking into another trick as is his you know thing uh, but I will follow
0: yeah I mean so right. Mallard you've been here before, so it's like at least not crazy uh you, you don't have any crazy expectations but he leads you basically further towards the bottom of the tower, which is essentially one of the lower, essentially one of the less um, desirable areas of the tower, because essentially you teleport all the way up, and then you have to teleport all the way back, or and then you have to walk all the way back down, so, but essentially this, you would know, is where, um, this is where the younger members of the guild go, right? Um, obviously there haven't been very many for uh right now because otherwise this would be a communal thing sort of divided by this or well at least divided by the sexes um but yeah um right now it appears to be only occupied by apprentice dorf here. well right so we'd come down here to you know have a nice discussion as to what exactly the deal was what, what was with this um this sword right um she said you actually had something to do with it. i think your guys's name came up well, your nameless adventuring group, or whatever you want to call you guys—I don't know. I, I, yeah, but uh, um,
2: yeah, the lady Euterpe had us uh, go inspect some rumors of dragons about, and well, we found one in the woods, and it had this blade with it. So we brought it back, and they were doing some investigating on it, trying to figure out its uses its origins and well, we haven't heard much of it since
0: yeah essentially um so we were mar came in here we were we were talking over right and we were just thought it was weird and we thought Euterpe's guys had it wrong right like i don't know what second-rate researcher she hired but i i'm not convinced by whatever research they had they had talked about and i think or well, that's what Mara was coming with me, and like the more we talked, the more I was convinced that yeah, she she was on the right track, and like she was seeing if I knew anything about it, like if it would, might be something associated with like Ayun or some one of the old gods of magic or something like that. But I'm I'm saying no, you know, and like can't find any particular arcane heritage that describes this particular blade. Right, there are famous swords all abounds in mythology. So you know, if this is a famous sword. Could be any one of them, but you know. Not as well documented as it could, or as it could be, I guess is the statement. Not as well documented.
2: So, what about it? Did you to find that was wrong about the
0: research? Well, uh, this uh, Euterpe gal, right? She uh said her researchers told you it was from uh bad guy, right? God, a uh, Torog, right? I'm sorry, I'm not saying that. Yeah. So why does a god a law or a neutral evil god of slavery what's a sword dedicated to this creep doing with a an inscription in celestial?
2: Guess you're right that doesn't exactly add up.
0: So the angle Mara and me were looking at was, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, could this be associated with something else? And her guys were just lazy and looking for a paycheck, and, you know, Euterpe figured, you know, let's just, or Euterpe just wasn't paying too much attention to it, you know, she hired some second-rate dudes, I I was out of town, you know, whole thing getting back in here, let me tell you, absolute nightmare. But, you know, uh, you want me to tell you about these, like, two... Like uh, guards who like waylaid me on my way into the city, and he just like waves his staff again and just briefly transforms himself into the into like what you presume is this guard who was very rude to him.
2: And what am I supposed to do with that information?
0: Okay, okay, no, not the guards, not the guards. I get it, I get it. Fine, but the point is, right? We were looking at the angle of Euterpe hired some second-rate researchers who were not not nearly as smart as. uh as Archivist Bladesinger, not nearly as smart as, you know, me, if I do say so myself, right? And we both agree, this- Such a is... humble man. Well, well, you know, I, I think I'm pretty great. But yeah, um- I can't disagree.
4: Yeah, Let well, me well, well, chuckles. <laughs> well,
0: look, uh, we're just- It doesn't add up, right? And so, we were looking through, right? And, uh- Valerian, right? We're looking a uh, philosopher guy. Did some like works on utilitarianism as uh, basically you know, uh, specifically you know, looking at as it, at everything as if it were like you know this pointage system for the afterlife. You know, as if like you accumulate a certain number of good points, you end up in the good place. You end up with, you accrue a certain number of bad points, you end up in the bad place. Something like that, right? Not but, interesting. Yes, yeah. What we found was interesting was like more his association with you know essentially what would later become the Ascendancy.
2: Uh-huh. Uh, you know, What's that exactly?
0: Well, he, he was friends with, uh, with Kiara, right? Um, so, the thought was, you know, you know, would this be his words, maybe, transferred over to early followers of the Ascendancy, and that's where uh, that's why this thing is branded into the branded into the sword you know because you know friend of the ascendancy friend up uh, and then boom that's where we get this so it's uh it's not aligned with torog it's aligned with i don't know palor moradin zariel one of those one of those uh you know mount celestia aligned types
2: that would make sense uh strange that the others wouldn't realize this Perhaps they did, and didn't want to tell anyone, or uh, there's quite a bit to think about here.
0: Yeah, there really is. Um. Yeah, I don't... I don't know if you'd have, like, opinions on this, or you'd be able to, like, yeah, but...
2: Very interesting stuff. Uh, I would love to talk about it more. Unfortunately, we must find Mara. Uh, do you know where she might have gone after she left here? or Anything she said she was planning to do?
0: Well, the next step—and I was gonna talk about with this with her tomorrow—but the next step, essentially, near as I tell, was to go to, uh, was to go to, you know. St. Nevis, the Abbey, you know, just to talk it out with them, because they, they, like, if this is associated with, if this does happen to be associated with Kiara, or something about the Ascendancy specifically, then I mean, sure as hell, they want, they need to know, they need to know, right, these are the people who they should have been telling it to, rather than shipping it out to, you know, to the Free West, where, you know, those people don't care as much about the, about the, about the celestial religions as they do here. You know,
2: do you think she might have uh gone alone?
0: He thinks about it a second. I mean, this is a distinct possibility uh you know she's up uh, definitely more mobile than I am these days. I've got a research paper to finish, you know for you know I've got you know a couple months from graduating, you know so.
2: Well, uh, thank you very much for the information, uh, definitely come back later, see if we can talk further about the sword and, well, where you've been for the last little while, I know I haven't been visiting much.
0: Yeah, no, you, I hear you, brother, I just, yeah, it's been crazy, you know, maybe a couple months, I finished my thesis, um, you know, we... Have a beer or whatever alcoholic beverage of your choice and well okay it doesn't have to be alcohol but you you get what i mean right we'll get a we'll grab a drink together have a nice night you know you can bring your new friends if you want i'm sure they seem nice and he just sort of waves them all
2: they're usually a lot louder than this i don't know what's keeping them so quiet
0: yeah there's probably some something else going on your buddy there an illusionist?
2: He dabbles, I think. I uh, don't really pay attention to what's happening in the heat of battle.
0: Oh well, you know, I'm I'm working on some things here. Yeah. He, uh, he gives Artemis this uh, prototype staff, which I will uh, get to his inventory, and I really, w- I really wish John could come to the line right now. Um, but uh, he essentially gives him the Prototype staff related to his thesis in regards to illusion making. So.
2: Well, that's quite a neat thing you got.
0: Yeah, well, still working on making them. They could probably get better, but, um, you know, someone's Pride and Joy, model number two. Maybe, I don't know, not exactly my best work, but, you know, not a slouch either. <sighs> I'm gonna. Real cool. What what it does? He like creates. He waves his hand uh, again, making the an illusion of what looks to be a metal plates on the ground, uh, floating in the air. He like takes his copy of the staff, slams it on the ground. The plates suddenly turns m- far more solid, and clatters to the ground loudly, um, and then poofs back into smoke as you watch. Wowee. Yeah, from the top of the stairs, by the way, you see someone looking down on this whole column of stairs. Like, Alright, keep it down there. And you see you look up and you see high mage Iona Allner just looking kinda of disapprovingly at the rackets. Small racket being made. Oh, hey Mallor. Hey crew. Hey. Hey. She just sort of walks off to her lab unceremoniously.
2: Well, uh, thank you very much for that and the information as well. huh? We'd better get going. Uh, see you soon then?
0: Yeah, see you soon. Well, Take a drink when this is all over.
2: With that, Mallor will wave and begin to exit the Mage's Guild.
0: Okay. You have to walk Never back you. up. We'll you have to walk back up and teleport things out. You do pass a few familiar faces as you go by. You see, um, they've all sort of come out to, you know, at least acknowledge you as you pass. Um, you see, uh, Iona, researcher Davyax, and Warmage Philippe Westbrook just like pass you by. You know, they're they're not really doing anything important. They're just you know, they're here too, and they're NPCs which I made, so I have to acknowledge their existence, otherwise they will literally die. No. Well, no. No, but um. Dying a
3: fiery explosion of evocation.
0: Yeah. Now that's yeah that's the... Uh, That's Davyak's and Philippe's job, you know. Yeah, you guys, eventually, maybe five in the afternoon, uh, you find yourself meeting at the base of the Mage's Tower.
3: So, how did things from your end go?
2: I met an old friend. uh, uh, Mara did come by here. Uh, Last night, they were talking about the sword that we found. Uh, Apparently, the researchers that Euterpe had on it uh, got something wrong. They said it was a sword of... uh, what was it? Some god starts with a T. I'm not really great at religion. Um, But, well, Mara and Dorfier think that, well, it was not of them at all. It had celestial writing on it. It had to be a celestial god that made the sword. So... Uh, Well, Mara was said that, well, mm, getting my words confused, Dorfir said that they were planning to go to the Abbey uh, tomorrow, but I think that Mara might have gone alone to try to find out more, and maybe we can continue there to see where she might have gone.
3: Well, I'm glad that you found another lead because I wasn't able to find much with The people that I questioned. So then, let's be off.
4: Yes, we'll need your help when we go to the Abbey. And start walking off, I guess.
0: Okay. So, I think it's 8.27 at this point. I think as you guys depart into... Uh uh, through the city, towards the direction of St. Neva's Abbey's, uh, Abbey, uh, I think that's where we're gonna take a break. because yes, guy's been right. a little yeah. over, or, or a little under halfway, but, you know, might as well. Well, yeah.
4: Cool, cool. Cool.
2: Interesting so far. I <laughs> really wish we could find Amara, though.
0: Yeah, I'm sure she's fine.
2: I can't believe you until she's saved. She could already be sacrificed to a deity of some kind. We don't know.
0: How's everyone feeling so far? Uh a little
3: nervous.
2: feel concerned for Mara's health and well-being?
0: I'm sure she'll be fine.
2: Excited that Dorfier's finally back, because he has been missing the rest of the time we've been in the town.
0: Yeah. So.
2: Very interested in this sword, and if it was a cover-up or just poor researching that got them the wrong answer.
4: Yeah. It's a little sketch.
3: I yeah, sure, that's suspicious and all, but I don't really see if that's tying together with a kidnapping, though. Well, yes,
2: it might not have anything to do with... No, okay. If it was a cover-up. And they were trying to cover up this for whatever reason. Kidnapping Mara, someone who has figured out the truth, makes logical sense. So the two might be connected if it's a cover-up. If it's not, I'm just pulling straws.
3: But going by that logic, they also would have had to kidnap, uh, what what was his name? Dorfier.
2: Uh, yeah. Except he he wasn't out alone at
0: night. Also, the inherent risk of kidnapping the wife of the uh, head of the city's security. So, you know. So, if this is indeed a kidnapping, you know, that's a, it's a risk. Definitely inherent to the situation, I will point out. So, Artemis looks to, or Jono appears to still be tied up a bit, but uh, the rest of you good to go?
2: Uh, I believe so. Yes.
0: Okay. So, we'll take maybe I think another hour to cut through the city, and well, maybe close to two hours. Uh, sun is already, or the sun is just starting to dip down out of the sky as you pull up uh, through the inner square. Uh, to St. Neva's Abbey. These familiar stones, which you, uh, Foza, have been avoiding for the past couple of days. Well, I guess just the past day.
4: No, past couple of
0: days, because, you know, you were... Yeah. Yeah. The inner square seems utterly cleaned up. There's no sign of your struggle with the Suradali Titan. So you're just left here with a sandstone building that is St. Neva's Abbey.
4: I was, uh maybe take the lead here.
3: <laughs> yes, uh, I will try my best, and I'll lead everyone inside.
4: Okay. Nemi is definitely sketched out and looking around. Okay. You see the um.
0: It's a bustling day, actually, as you enter here. You can see several people just moving about, um, you know, perhaps elated at the recent outcomes, uh, because a lot of the people uh, supporting Kildan's claim in particular were uh, related to this particular faction. So, you know, there's a a lot of hubbub and, you know, it's general energy slightly above what you felt on the streets. But, what, what in particular are you looking for as you enter the abbey? Uh...
2: She would have come here to talk to someone about the sword, huh? Who Who do you think she might have whoops. come for?
3: She's mm-hmm. the sword. first person that comes to mind would probably be Sir So,
2: I guess. Then we'll that's where we should start.
3: Yes. And I'll sort of tense up a bit as we go up to his office. And I'll knock uh,
0: at his door. Yeah. Uh, does, in fact, appear to be occupied. And as you knock at this particular time of night, he says, Come in. And then as you open the door, ah. Uh, Acolyte Foza. Operative Foza, I'm sorry. It's so hard to keep track these days when you're not keeping me in the loop. Yes,
3: my apologies, surface. Um, we have a few questions that that we'd like to ask you if that's alright.
0: Apparently all I'm good for these days, what do you need?
3: we were wondering if you had seen
2: Uh. Archivist Mara Bladesinger
0: Archivist Mara hmm no unfortunately I can't say I Uh, hmm maybe the name does not ring a bell Um, well what what should look like
4: exactly Small human, probably uh, scribbling in a notebook or reading a book.
2: A very nervous character.
0: Hmm. Uh. Hmm. Perhaps. Uh. Dress, a lot of jewelry.
2: Uh, yes, uh, mostly a lot of gold.
0: Yes, hmm. that sounds about right. Uh a brief discussion with who I assume your uh, Archivist Bladesinger is um, about the nature of uh, the nature of the Ascendancy and the good word of Zariel. She seemed thoroughly unimpressed, but, you know, I had to give my pitch anyway. It's my uh, rightful duty by the High Marshal, and I will do right by her.
2: Uh, so, other than your average pitch, uh, did you talk about anything else?
0: Uh, well, the myth of St. Kiara's death, really. That's what she seems most interested in, at least my particular interpretation of it, or at least the Ascendancy's particular interpretation of it, which of course, as we would know, is the truth, uh, for we uh, hold ourselves to be the most true to Kiara's mantle.
2: But of course.
0: But of course. I see some of you are not impressed by this. Hmm? For some, well, I might uh, need
2: a little bit of a refresher on it. I'm not as... Uh, my memory isn't great.
4: Ah, well, we are as devout.
0: I see. Uh, Operative Foza, would you like to field this question, or should I?
3: Um, if you wouldn't mind surface.
0: Kiara the branded, soul-scarred as she was, but holy in her own right, so devout, so desperate to break free from the wheel. And she came and she brought order to this land. Well, she brought peace to this land. She first emerged in southern Eschel, what near, ne- what is now the town of, well, would be Near what is now Milfiori, the town has since been lost to time, but. <sighs> Localized violations of the Edicts of Primus were more common in those days, you see. Perhaps it was before the uh, essences of the gods were fully sapped from the plains. So. so it was that we found ourselves under the thumb of those who would incur from other planes. Occasionally Modrons, occasionally demons, occasionally devils, fae, whoever. The Edicts of Primus were supposed to protect us, but they would not. And so came Kiara. Kiara the Branded, riding, holy, eternal, wielding her, her blade, and protecting, protecting many in the name of the High Marshal. But on her dying day, there was a violation of the edicts unlike any ever before seen. Unlike any perhaps seen even to this day, not even uh, the incidents with Keldan at the White River. Um, I don't, I think even pales in comparison. But it's said that's a horde of demons poured through and were seen. Uh, you know um they poured through and kiara and her disciples stood and they fought and she slew them for many days straight her disciples perished and she herself was gravely wounded her horse was wounded and eventually she had to tie herself to a stone and slaying many demons before she stood dying upright no enemy dared approach her, until a raven, one of the very few left as a portent of the old raven queen, approached and perched on her head. Then and only then did they know she had perished, but before the remaining demons could come and fall upon her body to tear it apart, a pillar of flame descended, and she was taken up to Mount Celestia as an emissary of the High Marshal, and thus the ascendancy of Kiara the Branded.
2: Quite an interesting story. Um, And how did Mara seem to react as you uh, told her?
0: She seemed... wholly... uh, if if I'm being honest, she was a little rude, a little less interested in Kiara, and more just interested in... Uh, tales of her, uh, tales specifically of her blade.
2: Uh, and what did you tell her about the blade that she used, Kara?
0: Ah, uh, the truth. That it's, we know less about it than we'd like to. It's, um, you've seen artistic re- renditions of it all over the city, of course, right? Um, he points to just, even just up on the ceiling above him is a mural depicting Kiara holding a blade, you can see the various flags uh, depicting, uh, you know, an ornate, almost like a little hooked blade. Um, like, you, you, if you guys scroll way back in the uh, um, thing, in the uh, handouts channel, there's the heraldry of the Ascendancy that depicts, um, depicts a sword. This is classically the image we associate with Dernwin, Blade of Vengeance one of the only two holy avengers in the world but it's said that you know her blade was magical in its own right was empowered by the concept of vengeance and so zealously guided by by saint kiara was a mighty weapon in her hand and perhaps even without
2: Uh, and would you happen to know, uh, well, did she mention, uh, uh, sorry, uh, do you know where Mara might have been going after she left here?
0: Not really. She may, hmm. Ask around. That may not be my... Not something I can honestly answer, but... Honestly, she seemed only here to ask a few probing questions about history, so, uh, in any case.
2: Do you know anyone else here that she might have spoken to?
3: Yes, she?
0: Uh, Acolyte Alva perhaps might have seen her, but I can't say she was a passerby as far as I'm concerned.
3: Well, I suppose we should be taking our leave then. I apologize for waiting your time to office.
0: Ah, well, you do seem to do that a lot, don't you? You get the sense he's, like, it doesn't take a very high pass on sight. He's making a lot of just sort of, like, passive-aggressive jabs at you. Yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> Artemis, you <laughs> got a thing while you were away, and... In... I had this whole plan to have you talk with this illusionist, this other illusionist wizard, I was like, oh. <laughs> Pain, I'm sorry. Huh. Some really inopportune timing, although I hope you're doing okay there.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, fully functional.
0: Okay, yeah, so really inopportune timing. Yeah, but, um, shoot, uh, crap, what do I call this thing? Artemis, before I forgets, uh, uh, Dorfir would have given you as part of his thesis uh a uh, staff of illusory reality prototype (gasps) (laughs) okay
1: let me let me just read this lickety split it's basically Um...
0: illusion wizard uh, level 14 at a smaller scale (gasps) Okay, okay, uh, That's uh, uh, okay. Quite some noises.
1: Yes. Okay, duly noted. It has been added. You've given Jonah the power to become a god. Reality can be whatever I want it to
4: be. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and
3: uh, with 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 that uh, very passive-aggressive remark, I'm going to
0: very quickly
3: uh, leave the room.
0: Okay. Yeah, he just watches you as you leave.
3: He's glaring daggers at me, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a given. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's, that's real. That's real far. Yeah. Uh,
2: How long do you think he'll be on his bad side?
3: Uh,
4: I think he has a good side.
3: Only Zariel knows. I thought that proving Kildan was the hair would get him off my back, but I suppose that is not the case.
2: Well, with the information we've gathered, what do you think Morrow might have gone after here?
3: I'm not really sure, but we should question, uh,. What was the name of the acolyte again? Sorry.
0: Acolyte Alva. She's uh just a uh one of the people you've seen around the or you've you've worked with her before. She's uh just a human priest slash healer who helps prepare food sometimes, and you occasionally help her prepare food poorly, but you know.
3: Yeah. Um, let's talk with Alva first, and before we. Come to any conclusions.
4: Do you know what she looks like?
3: Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. She should be here somewhere.
0: Yeah. Doesn't take you too long to find her. She's in the kitchens, which is actually the first place you look, just knowing her. But she's like this sort of matronly, um, brown haired woman, bob haircuts, you know, just short, kind smile she just... Oh, hello dearie. Uh, it's been a while since I saw you. I was honestly beginning to get worried. Quite a many goings-on. How can I help you?
3: Um, yes. Good evening, Nova. I was wondering if we could ask you a few questions real fast.
0: Always can. Everything okay? Um, yes. We're
3: currently looking for somebody who was here yesterday, um... The name is, sorry, my... my brain is brain farting, what is the name again?
2: No, you're good. Uh, Archivist Mara, uh, she's jewelry, gold jewelry clad and kind of a nervous nerd. Might have been asking me some questions.
0: Oh yes, uh, Sir Orpheus stopped to give her the whole talk, although I got the, sort of got the impression that she knew most of it, so I'm honestly not sure why she came here. Um, if she's not, a uh, well, perhaps she just came here to worship, although, you know, it's a weird thing to proselytize to. Yeah, yeah, see? But, yes, uh, Orpheus, uh, Orpheus talked to her, and I briefly caught her on the way out. She seemed nice enough. She mentioned where she was going. Uh... I think she actually mentioned she was looking after you guys.
2: Well, uh, there's only one place I think she might have gone she was going to do that, uh, we might check back in with Winston at the
4: dock. Yeah, I'd love to go home.
3: Alright, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Um, Goodbye, Over. Good night with tonight's service.
0: Ah, oh, yes. Well, thank you. There are few extra refugees coming in. Um, due to recent events, but you know, we'll make do as we can. Um, when you get bo- when you get done with your operating, uh, Miss Fosa, then if you ever get back in the kitchens, we'd love to have you.
3: Um. Yes, I will.
0: All right. Well, you have a nice night. There. You
3: too.
2: So I believe it's already, like, early evening as we're leaving mm-hmm. the abbey, right? Yep. Well, uh, let's head to the dock then.
0: Okay. It's maybe 8.30 by the time you get there. It's very... pretty simple. But, you know, it's a fairly busy night. Winston's just going around, looking looking at you guys, and he greets you as you come in. But, many people, many, it's a much hubbub going on, perhaps, about the recent events in the city. All too unaware of your plight with this missing librarian.
4: What are uh, people saying? We overhear some of them. Sure.
0: Uh, make uh, just general perception check for me to figure out what exactly is going on. Yeah. So. Money. It gets a little muddled up, right? You can definitely hear words about Crown Princess Keldan and something about Vilia folding and general murmurs of disappointments um you know it's it, it's pretty it's pretty packed in here so um it's um it's hard to tell what exactly is going or it's hard to tell what's going on exactly um you know or sorry it, it's hard to pick out any one conversation but as far like just from cursory listening in at least without sound, looking too conspicuously like you're listening in on people it's just more or less what you've heard, um, and just snippets, so nothing new.
4: Okay, cool. Uh, is uh, Mara there? Uh,
0: looking around? You don't see Mara. Okay. You guys, what are you guys doing as you enter the bar? Are you, like, sitting down at a table? Or are you...
4: I guess I would go up and ask Winston if I had any mail. Like, oh. say hey and stuff. He's up, is he? Yeah, he's up. He He's up, along with Weston, the bar
0: boy, who I've tragically named with very similar sounding syllables, and I now regret every bit of that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, Winston. This is... Hi, lass. What's up? How's it going?
4: Uh, no, it's been a while. I was wondering if I had uh, any mail or anyone stop by to see me. Last,
0: it's been two nights, but... Oh, yeah, uh, sorry. No, no one's... <laughs> No one's been up to see- no one's been up offering mail to you, unfortunately, um, uh, but, you know, there's plenty to see here, um, you know, you're in here to stay for a bit.
4: Uh, yeah, maybe for uh, a pint, uh, how do you feel about the, uh, whole succession business?
0: Oh, I'm just glad it's over, Les. well, really, I didn't care too much who won, who made their way out, whether it was Vilya or this new Keldan last. She seems honest enough, but honestly, I just, as long as it was resolved peacefully, that's all I really care
4: about. Cheers to that. Aye. I... I'll go sit back down.
0: Oh, Lass, what's that? He says, and he points to the, uh, uh, vial of clarity that's
4: hanging around your neck. Oh, uh, part of the, part of the job. Ah, is it magic? It looks nice. Uh, yeah, it's something like that. Are you curious? Oh,
0: well, uh, not... I am slightly curious as to what it does, although perhaps what yeah, whatever it does might be a bit, you know. He waves his hand, bit beyond my head, but you know, I'd I'd be interested in hearing it out.
4: Ah, uh, yeah. Well, if I um drink this water, uh, legend has it so that I can talk to a god, and I kind of make my eyes wide and kind of like, kind of half joking, and then kind of put it back on like in my coat. <laughs>
0: He uh, Hmm. like sort of just arches his eyebrows It's like, dang, that sounds like a mighty useful ability.
3: Hmm. Well. Um, where's Winston?
0: Oh, I suppose right. Good to see ya, good to see ya.
3: Yes, um, there wasn't anybody who came here looking for us yesterday, Was, was, was there?
0: No. Fortunately, they're busy people. But unfortunately, can't claim to have anything.
4: It's a- if
2: Mara didn't come here. I don't know where she might have gone to look for us. So maybe she just didn't get all the way here, and she was stopped on her way.
3: It would have to be somewhere between the, the
0: Abbey and the Noble Duck. Was there anything particular you guys are doing as you sit here pondering what exactly might have happened to Mara?
2: Uh, resting my feet after the long walks across the city today and just kind of more pondering the sword and what it might mean if people are lying about the
4: research. Um, I might uh, take some inspiration from uh, Winston here. Um, I just, I guess I got to uh, think of what I would uh, like, ask. Um, so yeah, the so, vile
0: allows you to cast commune and legend lore. Uh, you only get one charge per day to do either of them, but you know. Mm-hmm.
4: And then, uh, so legend lore has a, a price. so I still do I need to use the oh, price?
0: Uh, I should have specified this in the object uh thing, but essentially no. It is a free le- casting of legend lore, which is kind of makes this object bonkers. But who the hell casts legend lore anyway? So, <laughs> cool. <Right>? Yeah.
4: <laughs> okay. Cool. I like it um so i think okay so um i actually feeling pretty inspired and uh after i'm gonna finish my drink um and then after i uh i need to like know the the oh i can just name or describe okay pers- perfect um so I guess uh If I get less about lore wonder okay. with that sword Okay uh, is there anything particular do you think we would want to know about uh a sword okay. ...specific detail besides, like, any lost information. I was specifically... I don't know if this is, like, too meta, but... No, no,
0: no, that would be a possible use case of legend lore, yes. So... Cool. Do you finish your drink and then pop open this tiny crystal vial. Knock it back. Your eyes flare with flames and think for a bit. And I... I'm going to mail you a a passage that I wrote in the case that this did happen. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to need you to read this off, if you could. Sure.
4: Ooh. Oh, I feel so good. I navigated the puzzle. Okay. O Druin, blade once of Ciara's hand, now cursed by the many demons who she felled on her dying day, Tainted by chaos, it shall near again with the light of holy vengeance. Shine lest the blood of highborn angel and lowborn devil mingle on, once it, on its once-beloved blade. But the high marshal may smile upon this blade once more and see it wielded again in the name of good. it I will
0: <sighs> having allowed Brenna to read that out, I will also paste that here.
4: But yeah. So that's a thing. Kind of shake out a little bit. Yeah. There's a few
0: cinders fly out of your mind as if you're being guided almost to this sort of knowledge.
4: So. Oof. Okay. I look around the and foza and i say i'm glad we have uh, some blood of the angel and devil <laughs> whether it's allegorical or not <laughs> see uh,
0: the rest of you sit here um you know you see Foza or not Foza, oh gosh. I don't know why it just makes people up with the same uh you see Nemia calming down. As you do, there's this like hooded and almost like crying person who approaches your table, a face you don't recognize. Just looks to be a nondescript elven face, maybe black haired male sort of tears streaming down his face.
1: What seems hey. to be the problem, in my dear?
0: Um, he just sort of shakes his head. Um, and then sits up as if he's listening something and just look, looks at you with these very tense eyes. Says, uh, WL sends her regard. 205 North Velar Street the salty dog. We are watching. Bring no one and tell no one, or she dies. And then he like, sort of flinches if he's not wa- try- wanting to give this message.
1: Okay, thank you. Now, presumably?
0: Uh, he looks around and then again he sits up as if listening. Just, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And you see him looking almost as Looking over his shoulder, between, well, between you, and tense glances out one of the windows near the street, and from there you can see a shady finger, a a shady figure, like sort of darting away. However, it had been like sort of pointing and whispering into their hands, and then pointing at the fellow. And if you want, you can make an Arcana check to figure out what exactly is going on, or draw your own conclusions. Oh <laughs> <laughs> some uh, understudied mages uh, here, but you're assuming, you, you know, um, you know, the shady figure. Magical duress. Magical <laughs> duress, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow, why are you guys rolling just like so poor on Arcana today?
4: Oh my gosh, so f- <laughs> it- wow. There you go. Yeah.
0: Fosa, your specific. Uh, conclusion might be maybe the message can trip. Step on my computer. Okay,
2: okay. Malar okay is incredibly startled by this message that has been provided and asks the Alpha, "Do they have something on you? Will you be all right if we leave?"
0: Uh, he he just sort of like, um, nods yes to the last question as to if if he'd be all right just. Go, go,
2: go, go. Uh, Mallor will jump to his feet and start jogging to the door.
4: Same.
1: Yep, yep. Moving, moving, moving.
0: Alright. So, north of Velar Street, as far as you know, would be just in the corner of Lightport. Well, at least I, we now know
2: a way to find out more about the Whispering Lady.
4: Seriously? And we got the the figure out Lady Euterpe's thing, so we got a lot of loose threads coming together. But the Salty Dog is
0: just outside the Perpetual Market as you dash through. It's maybe... and in the evening. it's streets are relatively quiet. There's not a lot of people going about. Um, the Salty Dog is a small tavern um, by the docks of Lightport. There's some view of it here, but slightly outside the Perpetual Market, and you've dash past all the shop. I, I imagine you're not, you're being somewhat conspicuous as you go here just by virtue of what you're doing. Or uh, really as fast yeah as fast as we can you're without not being stealthy or just uh, rushing past uh, I yeah.
2: yeah i'll attract a little bit of intention but i feel like people running is common enough i guess
0: yeah yeah. Uh, yeah artemis for your question as to if you could have used the rest to attune to the um to the to the staff yes you could have
1: okay great thank you okay Remember, Nemi and Fozza, you should have uh, still have the um, aid temp HP. I, th- I did it extended, so it should be sixteen hours from the morning. So good, good window.
0: So you're brought to what looks to be a um, what look what looks to be a tavern, fairly busy. And as you go walk around, or as you go see it, it's actually fairly busy. Um, there's. There's a lot of people, but um, you're brought to it, and um, as ramshackle as it is, um, there's uh, some people come up to you, and they just whisper. Main back room, now.
2: Are they ladies whispering?
0: No, they, well, some of them, yeah. The one speaking at you, however, is this, like, sort of just, I don't know, like, just gruff.
2: No, I was making a joke here at okay. uh, Yeah, I yeah. know. Uh, this, this gruff, flunky
0: yeah. type, you know, uh, mentally thinking uh Mike from Breaking Bad, you know. Yes. Just grumpy. Grumpy as all hell. Uh
2: With that information, Malor will begin to move to the back room, not really paying attention to the others
1: in the tavern, possibly walking into a trap.
4: <laughs> oh, so, yeah,
1: Artemis Artemis would do the exact same thing except definitely walking into a trap. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. He looks um sorry, you you look past past the tavern. It's fairly packed. There're a lot of uh, like sailors and other people who may or may not be associated with this cult over here. But as you enter the back room, there's people all around or there's Goons all around it, and they're very clearly looking at you with threatening purpose. there, uh, hands on the table, and crying profusely, is Archivist Mara Bladesinger.
4: Well, I'm glad to see, at least she's alive. Sit down and shut up. What you gonna do...
0: Y'all are going to disarm, place your, argument, uh, place your armaments on the table, place your gear on the table, surrender. Otherwise, this room is rigged to blow up with explosive runes at my orders. Anytime I see fit, you do anything out of line, you step out of line, you so much as sneeze in a way I don't like, things go boom. Sure, maybe, maybe y'all are hardened adventurers, maybe you'll survive that. The will she, uh, this fella says, and he holds this uh, knife to her throat. All the people outside, you want to take that?
3: <laughs> Come on, you've earned your
0: audience with the whispering lady. Disarm. It'll bring you to a anti magic cell. We can talk.
2: Mallor hmm. will a bit aggressively dump a handful of weapons onto the table, including his net, his shields, the hand axes, and his shuffle.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, they... Artemis will yeah, sling, crossbow, dagger. Alright,
0: alright. We'll have time to get all sort through all your crap. Here. Dude. Dump it in the dump it in the corner there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Disarm. Now says, any, like, sort of stomps on a panel on the floor, and you see it open up, and there's a, what looks to be a sort of stairs down to this lower level, which is not something which is obvious that this tavern should have. That's, he leads you uh, uh, I, I'm assuming you all do comply with the order, or is there any attempt to...
3: I would like to insight see if he is being serious about the explosives.
0: Uh, yeah sure. Um... So, okay, Artemis, in, your, in, re, in regards to your question as to uh, Bastion of Law being visible, uh, it does say with a shimmering shield of order, so I kind of think that implies the flavor is visible. Yep, so no worries. Unfortunately, slightly visible. Fosa, in regards to Insight, he seems like a stone-blooded killer, so you're not, like, doesn't take a particularly good role to think that, yeah, he's probably serious about his threat to um, carrying out his threat, even if it doesn't actually exist. You know, he's probably not going to hesitate to cut someone's throat.
1: Then I will
3: decide as well. Huh. Well.
0: Sell down there anti-magic, nice view of the bay, you know, everything we need, everything we need to have you with the Whispering Lady, and he just sort of, um, ushers you in and closes the cell, Mara continues crying outside, she's on her way, so, that's, uh, Tens hours pass, and it ticks closer to 11. You guys doing anything as the silence prevails in this in this general under-tavern area?
2: I took all my things, so there's much to do other than inspect the people here, try to memorize their faces.
3: Yeah. Uh, are we within 30
0: feet of Mara? Uh be, Yeah, I think the room would be a little uh, uh, roughly that dimension, so it'd be tight, but yeah, I think you'd be within 30.
3: Yeah, I, I will telepathically speak to her. Don't worry, we're going to get you out of here. I promise. Just be calm.
0: late night, and you can hear, up above, the tavern's noises have died down, but you can hear boots striding towards you and entering. Terrible purpose. And, uh, you know, uh, descending the stairs, you can see, one step, two step, a familiar face. Lady Euterpe line Seeker. Shows up. My <sighs> dears. So good to see you here. I regret that we have to meet this way.
4: You?
1: Quite unfortunate.
4: I think it was inevitable.
0: Yes, so it was. We're good. Tell... So- I decided to step a little further out of line, so I have had to accelerate my timetable. So unfortunate, but in any case... <laughs> so it was. I'm sure you have so many questions. Well, out with it.
2: Actually, I think I've caught on quite a bit to most of this.
1: I think the real question is, what questions do you have for us? Why do you want us here?
0: Oh, you see, the, the answer is quite very simple. Compliance runes take time to apply. And so... You know, precautions, she says, sort of wrapping on the... Um, wrapping on the cell bars with this some sort of package that she has. Um, precautions must be taken. She says, and then she places the uh, package on a nearby table in front of you for unwrapping it and then putting gloves, putting what appear to be thick leather gloves upon her hands. And you see a very familiar sword. Marvelous, isn't it? She, like, takes it and, like, swings it around in this, like, wide, careless arc that's, like, shears a lock of hair. Off of Mara's head. She like winces and cries even more.
3: What are you playing at, you Tubby?
0: My insurance plan, my insurance policy. You I needed have a way forward, and unfortunately, with with the Duchess being so temperamental so easily Well I hadn't expected her to give up so easily, apparently. Hmm. She was a useful fool to have around, running interference in the meantime, but the children, the children were busy, but apparently not enough. So, I had to accelerate my timetable, and plan B this is.
2: Where do we come in?
0: Oh, you come worry. in where I just simply like to have people on my payroll who are useful. You know. Dumb muscle where it counts. Hardy adventurer. she again, she just dips in and violates Mara's personal space and like twirls a finger around her hair. You know, people to get me information when I need them.
4: You understand. Unfortunately we do, but I don't think any conversation you have can go on, any conversation we can have can go on with Mara still in this room. You no. got us here. She was the reason you took her. We were the reason you took her. And you got us here. Now let her go. And then we can talk about the next steps. She smiles her broad, cat-like grin, and she says, Fine. There
0: we are. Well, done. And she reaches into her sleeve and she pulls out a, uh, what looks to be a, um, a scroll, and she hands it to one of her underlings. And the underling uh, reads the scroll; it crumbles to dust, and this, uh, art and, and this flurry of divine magic comes and touches and coalesces onto his fingertips, and he taps Mara on the head, and she. You see her eyes lose focus for a second, and Euterpe looks at her, and she says, I was never here. And Mara's eyes just lose their focus, and then she falls unconscious. And then she says, um, you see some people bringing Mara upstairs. She says, very well. She will be delivered
4: to the moth keep safe. Upstairs? Oh, so, Yeah. Can, uh, can we, uh, follow her out to ensure it? No. No, you can't.
0: But, hear my word, it's in my mutual best interest that I don't kill. The wife of one of the most potent guards in the city. Not when I don't need to. Not when she is so useful herself. Such a powerful asset. Do you have any idea how hard it is to find researchers? who are willing to reach out to you like that, to take initiative. Some of them are so stuck up like that asshole archivist brioche. Ah, not my business. But you see. And so, where were we?
1: You said something about the payroll, was it?
0: The payroll, yes. Well, if you will not consent to be on my payroll, then I will... Then unfortunately, the time has passed, and you will... Be forced to comply to my payroll, and it'll take some time—perhaps more time than we have for Plan B. But you know, while you're here, might as well—you know—you're not going anywhere, not anytime soon. So we'll sit out here safe while Plan B is executed.
4: Plan B. So what so it went so wrong that you had to change course?
0: <laughs> well. <sighs> civil war is not happening, so, you know, gotta gotta account for that. Have to account for people not doing what they're told. Well I guess we didn't really tell her so much as just spur Vilja, spur Keldan, spur so many in that direction. But there's only one way this all ends, with me at the top of the pyramid. Not Keldan. Not Vili.
3: This is why you caused all this chaos? Just so that you can be on top?
0: Oh yes. Oh yes. It was it took years. Years of planning. Years of gathering a crew, figuring out just some small things, even with a slight bit of help, I might add on your inadvertent part. Last pieces, the assassination of Queen Liar'el, Star Dreamer.
4: Where did you get a prismatic dragon?
0: Oh, the prismatic dragon, that was incidental. Really, this is only spun up once we realized what we were dealing with. The caliber of this. It's beautiful, isn't it? Still a little messed up, but you know what this is. Tiara's sword, one of the only two holy Avengers in this world. And since I'm not getting my hands on Kaldibolg Treeborn anytime soon, here we are. Dernwin, Blade of Vengeance. <laughs> she just sort of like holds it by the blade and just rattles the hilt uh, menacingly against the bars. A little, uh, slightly less composed than you've ever seen her. Again, that same cat-like grin on her face. Ever more malicious.
3: And
2: I'm sure you're gonna do great things with it.
0: Put myself in a great position. So yes, I suppose... I suppose I shall.
4: And how, um... How far away is she from us? Um, well, she's sort
0: of close by the bars but as she does or as she does this she's definitely watching to make sure you, none of you are getting too close and she's just uh, just making sure she keeps a healthy and appreciable distance
1: Oh and we we can feel the like actual anti-magic effects
0: Yeah you can feel like as if this cage as if this uh, cell was specifically conducted to be a sort of dead zone in magic
1: okay and um what's how is the door locked or uh there cage, appears to be a say.
0: rather sturdy and um what you'd assume to be expensive like foza with your thieves tools proficiency i'll say yes you can like the rest you can just like infer this, but foza you can definitely confirm this that it's like an ex- like a very expensive looking lock that would take you definitely can't pick it while you're being watched or anything so
4: Um so basically I uh try to uh Fose's or like um um Maller's attention. Uh but it's kind of settled subtly. Um and as I do that I kind of like while kind of still looking forward and I guess I would ask another question to try to like uh so it would be like uh
0: She puts the sword back on the back on the nearby table at this point
4: yeah, yeah cool so then i guess if artemis you'll ask a question then that'll be good
1: yeah yeah you can uh, pick up the hints and is holy avenger to be yours in terms of wielding you never struck me as the uh fighter with your fists at least
0: You'd be surprised, but no, the Avenger isn't mine, but it is a useful tool in its own right. <sighs> Primus, so very long ago, towards the end of the Great Planar War, laid down the edicts and they make it so very hard to get things into this world from the Outer Planes. So very hard, so very difficult, that is, without Vi- chaotic violations on a large scale you know the larger the violation the more the uh, the larger the breach you know we've seen it before we've seen it the day Kiara died we've seen it' at the climax of the metropolitantan War things only really things incidents only really have notes allow demons devils what have you to slip through when you throw something big at them and so I'm thinking I've had my boys developing. A portal, a storm of portals, all powered by an artifact of great significance. All very simple. I'm sure those people, various arcanists and illicit mages, would have more opinions on what um, the deta- fine details of it are. But it's very simple. The sword is power. Power, in this case, comes from the form of opening portals to the Abyss, and Keldan, Vilya, whoever is coming to oppose us, doesn't matter. Just open the portal, Turval runs red until there is no more opposition, and then Silk Guild Securities Incorporated comes and bravely saves the day against these horrible creatures, and that's that, it will be wonderful, it will be beautiful. And I see, you know, with, you know, these people gone, there will be peace, there will be time for a process change. And, you know, who knows, with enough, you know, pockets paid, enough ballot ballots stuffed, you know, we may be, well, looking at, you know, whatever you want to call it. Queen, presidents, whatever you want to call it. <sighs> Euterpe
4: Lion Seeker, ruler of Turval. Um, so as she's monologuing, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I t- take am uh, trying—I like take the vial that's around my neck and try to like uh, the empty vial, I try to break it uh, subtly so that it comes off my neck and then I put it behind my back. Um, and then, like using uh, my fingernails or some something, uh, I tried to cut my hand open to draw blood. And put it into uh, the empty vial around. So that's uh, a lot, but is that, I can roll for any of those actions or some of them, I'm but that was think, my kind of like intent.
0: If, I'm trying to think of it, because like, I feel like they, in time they definitely would have searched you, so I'm not sure if you'd have the vial. Okay, fair enough. With your effects nearby.
4: Um, okay, I don't know if, yeah, thought because I, I was wearing it, but that's okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, If you were in here,
0: they tried to strip you of a lot of your, of what they would have deemed threatening. Well, then I guess I don't do
4: the vile part, and I just kind of put my, after like trying to get, yeah, Foza or, uh, Lars' attention, just kind of like, get their attention, and then just kind of like, make as kind of much blood in a fist as I possibly can. Kind of just like, show them, and uh, kind of like, look at the sword a little bit. Yeah, it seems to be out of your reach so far. Definitely, but I'm still just trying to game plan with eye contact only.
2: <laughs> uh, after this uh, attempt at leading, uh, something clicks in Malar's brain, and he starts to understand what Nemya is hinting at. Wow, okay. Um, and he will reach a hand behind his back and begin to try a uh, some blood as well. Not sure if this plan will work or even if it will be att- get to be attempted, but
1: uh, following the lead. So, um... um oh, no, go ahead.
4: One last question. Uh, how magic is, uh, your, like, racial or, like, your class abilities? Are those technically magic?
0: Uh, most of them... I, most of them, believe, are not necessarily magical. Uh it really would depend on the feature cuz um what about wild Shape? <laughs> I believe that would qualify as magical, yeah.
4: Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so as an action you can
0: magically assume the shape of a beast.
4: Well, I, I sorry, I'm talking about you just the feature I would I would summon ember. Oh. I wouldn't actually. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to think
4: cuz uh it's your ruling. I, I I can prove forth this. I I try, of course. <laughs> uh,
0: give me a. We'll treat this as if you're inside of a magic circle. I think. Um, I think is the fairest way to do this. Um, a lot of, at least for this kind of thing, it's the field is basically dampening your abilities overall. And while, or and so, all your magic is outright, um, all uh, your magic is outright, um, uh, blocked in in here. Uh, you can feel some of your abilities try to push. I guess is what I'm gonna say. So give me a, I believe, magic circle is a charisma saving throw. So, well, yeah. Charisma saving throw. Magic, or sorry, uh, charisma. Yes okay you very you try very hard to push and it's like reaching out to embers like pushing through pushing an arm through water or something even more dense like a gelatin one of those gelatinous cubes that you were unfortunate to run into several sessions ago um but you do it and it's like very briefly on the other side of the bars ember springs into existence what are you doing because they're there's some yelling. Uh, you see some of the henchmen get singed, but... I would and... just,
4: uh, just grab M- Millar uh, and teleport as close to the sword as we can. Just that would be the only thing. Okay. Um... I guess I would teleport everybody so that I don't hurt them. <laughs> okay,
0: wait. Is, um... Okay, so you're trying to have... Um... You're trying to have... Uh at least Malar and yourself teleported from behind the bars with Ember, just basically a short jaunt forward, is that what's going on?
4: Exactly, it's close to, it's gonna be 15 feet in the direction of the sword basically I'm just trying to pop us out and then I'm just literally gonna leap and try to put my hand on the sword, I guess okay. that's my intent and so you can uh, try to put my bloodied hand yeah them, So uh,
0: as you do this again, uh, give me another charisma saving throw as you can feel like the cell is trying to mm-hmm. hold you and same with you uh malar the cell is almost trying to hold you behind you can oh see these God. people yes uh, you can see these people just running to- uh, towards you as they really don't want you to- like they're going to stop you and there's almost certainly no way you two are going to make it out of the cell or out of this uh basement so far malar charisma oh.
2: save going through should i use a charisma save as well
0: yes yes <gasps> All right. You guys make it to the other side of the oh my God. thing. You're making a mad be- you're making a beeline towards the uh
4: Toward yeah, just now yeah, I would just try to run how much how what's the distance now probably to the sword uh, it wasn't so in bad, ten, right? It's closing in ten like like five, ten feet. Um yeah, so yeah. I'd probably make one long step and then just freaking jump. Yeah. Use my body weight, I don't care, I'm getting through. Yeah. Uh Nemia, it's uh,
0: Nemia and Maller, you're close enough. Uh, Nemia, you um, are—you're both able to very quickly. Are you trying to do the thing where you get a bit of your blood on the blade?
4: Exactly, and together, okay. basically, as as much as we can, just kind of just like as much blood as we were able to draw on that sword. Okay. Well,
0: hopefully not too too much, but
4: yeah. Uh, Maller, you 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 okay with this plan? I Nemia, mean, yeah, not being yes, that, gentle... that is
2: exactly the plan I'm looking at.
4: She's not being that gentle if she can't rely on magic.
0: (laughs) Okay, you make a mad dash toward the sword, with all these people- with, with all these goons just trying to fall upon you. And, um, you know, you see, uh, you both- they, like, tackle you and wrestle you off, but you do both manage to cut your hands on the blade. Uh, you can see it glowing as if by magic of some kind, however, uh, it doesn't fully glow. Malar, you are not- you feel nothing. Nemia. Uh, as you look down at your finger, where you normally wear the ring of ancestral embrace, you can feel it tingling from the nearby um, from nearby on the table, but you can feel as if your blood um, has done something. But, by this point, uh, the uh, various people are um, taking you and they're wrestling you back into the cell. And they're just like kicking you and punching you. Euterpe looking at you smiling cruelly and you see her reaching out and just like grasping Ember and like this is sort of narrative so apologize for this but she just like reaches forward and grasps Ember like this malicious smile as she like holds it in her hands and just like holds out a knife and just like drags it down and you see Ember you know bursts into a pile of flames as she basically dissects your wildfire spirit. But you're all unceremoniously thrown... or The two of you are unceremoniously thrown back into the cell. A few cuts shorter. Nemia, still feeling the tingle uh, of your devil blood. Um, But only a devil, perhaps. Feeling the tingle of the ring of ancestral embrace. Euterpe looks at you and she smiles. My, my. Active, aren't we? I can see we'll have some... Upgrades to make the cell. In the meantime, I guess manpower will be the way to hold it. Hmm. But, unfortunately, I have to be off, and I can't have you messing with this anymore. She says as she begins wrapping up Dernwyn again. Well, so be it. I'll see you after this is all over. You'll have a... She gestures to the window on the opposite wall. You'll have a lovely view of the world... As it becomes transformed anew. And then we'll come by and revisit as we try these compliance rune things. But rest well, Queen Makers, for you may never be able to rest again. Not free, as it were. The terse word, and just leaving several of the goons to watch you in your cell. And the ashes that were... Ember's body I'll come back but you know She she killed your wildfire spirits Lady Uterpie Lionseeker just walks Slowly purposefully up the stairs And you can see her You can hear her footsteps Departing the salty dog
4: It's just a long
0: Cold night You're in this cell Disarmed Having a bad time
1: How could you tell
0: I wonder. <sighs> Boy. But, um, all that said, um I was going to have you guys click the long rest button, but is there anything you guys would like to try beforehand? With the understanding that this is somewhat narrative, so you guys are gonna be a little foiled in your immediate attempts to break out. Uh oh, so
4: just kind of narrative being like a uh, sorry, Malar, I really thought that was gonna work. <laughs> I think something did happen when I touched the sword, though. Do you think anything happened?
2: didn't feel anything, at least. Uh, felt like my hand really hurt.
4: Mm. This r- ring that uh, you guys gave me earlier, it was tingling. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. I think, th- did it have some uh, powers for you guys as well, Ismar? Yes. So I guess... uh, I gave it to you. Yeah. So maybe... uh, That... Needs to be on for it to... Actually activate. I'm sure that the... The... Information about that sword that I was able to... Summon earlier is, is true. And I truly think that the... Highborn angel and the lowborn devil is how we're going to make that sword work for us instead of her.
1: Can't fought for the logic there. It's certainly worth a try.
3: Okay. I'm going to sort of try and meditate a bit and I'm going to Try. I'm gonna change my proficiency to sleight of hand as I wait. Yeah, I don't have see, I'm gonna see. Okay.
4: Um, so I am gonna give uh, the ring to somebody so they could get attuned to it. Um. So, the ring is nearby,
0: and the ring's nearby in your gear, in the pile of your gear. Okay, cool. Um, But you can't, uh, so you can yeah, it's not far away enough that it's broken attunements. Um, and you can feel, like, the ghost of its attunements sticking to you, but, um, you're also, uh, uh, short, uh, sorry, attunement requires that you be contacted, and I I realize that I'm doing the DM sin of, like, taking your guys' agency away a bit, but no,
4: it's so fun. It's okay. <laughs> I just Give need to class. know the rules and I can... Yeah. Got some Scooby-Doo You just always stuff have to me. try.
2: You <laughs> gave us a hostage and then we had to lock ourselves in a cage to help her, so... Yeah. It's all I we can do. I should have remembered
4: what my parents told me and always tell your friends where you're going. <laughs>
1: Shit. We, we didn't ask you, Toby, for the safe word. It's our fault.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> wow.
3: And I'm, I'm just going to... Go deep into thought as I try to contact Yustrana again.
0: Okay. Estrana. What? God, where are we? This feels so weird.
3: Do you have any ideas how I can murder her? Taking must what? be t- I must kill her
0: well poison would be my recommendation but thinking that's gonna be hard
3: you have any ideas on how we can get out of this situation
0: huh thinks, uh, there's a slight pause. Give me a minute, to, give me a give me a bit of time to think about that. I'm sure I'll come up with something. Maybe, uh, sticky fingers? My guards comes back and then we just... I don't know. We'll think on it. I'm sure we will. I can't believe that I'm
3: saying this, but... I'm counting on you.
0: Hmm. How interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Anything else as the night pushes on and you go on to the rest of the, the next day, which I believe would be the 19th of Fessuren which would in fact be 16 days after uh, uh, Liar'l's death.
1: God, this has been two weeks. What the (laughs) fuck? This
4: passes uh, our timeline.
2: Has it been two weeks or do we use 10 days in this world?
0: Uh, we use, se- uh, the Mardil uses seven day weeks. We basically use the calendar of Exandria because I'm lazy. No, that, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, but, or, I don't, if you, yeah, or these are the Exandrian months, so. Hmm.
2: Mm-mm-mm.
1: Yeah, no, if I, if I can't cost spells, I have nothing to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I... I can't think
0: of anything, dude.
1: I can tell you all a lovely story to pass the time. Yeah.
0: What would you tell the party, Artemis, as you wrap up the night and begin to fall into an uneasy sleep? A lot, perhaps one of these, one of the last long rests. Perhaps you'll be able to take a good while, while not under Euterpe's thumb.
1: Um. I would tell the tale from uh, Minerva's storybook but heavily embellished um, so a simple story of hope a story where good does triumph over evil in the end where setbacks are just setbacks and where goodness can persevere should they push through far enough. That kind of story.
0: It's a good story, and perhaps the kind of encouragement you need as you guys uh, have this uneasy rest. But the next day comes. As the sun rises red over the Brosban Ocean, you can see the lonely tower, Turval's main lighthouse, looking over the cliffs of the Sanguine Bay. Suddenly, in the early morning hours, the tower shatters. And a short second later, the sound of its sundering thunders across your ears. Above this mess, the world tears open, leaving an angry red gash in the skies above Turval. And then another. And then another. And as you watch, the infinite, screaming abyss descends upon the cities you've come to know and love. That's where we'll cut it for tonight.
1: Oh no! I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling pretty hopeful.